0: Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts, you can get $25 or more off brand new DeWalt power tools by trading in your old ones. You know, those worthless tools you never use anymore? Yeah, those dusty things can actually save you at least $25 on new DeWalt power tools. Hmm, not so worthless after all. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer at six thirty nineteen.
2: It's Wednesday, it's August 23rd, and it is still 2017. We have two early games, 13 late games to talk about here on this Wednesday slate. For the first time in like three weeks, Notorious. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I think you went out of town and then you fell asleep on me. I did.
2: I I straight up told everybody last week, too, that it was straight up my fault.
1: (laughs) It's fine. I got to go to bed a little bit early. got to get my golf article up sooner, so it's fine.
2: Yeah, I, uh, man, I was just talking to you about a pre-show, but this kindergarten stuff is, you know, I, whew, it's kicking old dad's butt over here.
1: <laughs> yeah, what time do you got to wake up? Six. Six. Yeah, I wake up at seven, but six would be tough. Although every Thursday and Friday for golf, I'm up by 5.30 or so. But You got to uh,
2: remember, like. For the longest time, my schedule has been go to bed two or three o'clock in the morning, get up at you know seven thirty, eight o'clock. So, you know, adjusting to an extra like an earlier two, two and a half hours is just it's kicking my butt.
1: Well, go to bed earlier.
2: I have been. That's why we're recording this podcast at ten o'clock at night. That's why me <laughs> and Siege recorded it so early yesterday. You guys are you guys are stepping up to the plate for me, and I appreciate that. But. Speaking of stepping up to the plate, if you guys haven't checked out PlayDraft, make sure you head on over there check them out. It's PlayDraft.com backslash Grinders for a 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. We also have premium content here at Roto-Grinders for PlayDraft. It's the best best ball content in the industry. Make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, if you sign up using the promo code Grinders, you get three months of that premium product for free. So take advantage of that. You know, you Save yourself some money and just use that promo code Grinders. Derek, let's jump into this early slate. We'll briefly go over it. It's two games, two high totals, and pitching sucks. So we have Oakland at Baltimore. Sean Mania against Dylan Bundy, 10 total here. Bundy a minus 150 favorite. Um, We only have two games, and it's not like we have a standout option. Any interest here in either one of these guys?
1: Yeah, I think you gotta have interest, at least in Bundy. Uh pretty good form over the last month, 27% strikeout rate. He is a big favorite. Uh what scares me here is you know the A's lead the league in uh fly ball rate. And Bundy's a fly ball pitcher, and this is a pretty home run fr- friendly ballpark. So there could be trouble here, but there's also strikeout upside. The uh, A's have one of the highest strikeout rates against right-handed pitching this season.
2: Yeah, um, you know, definitely. So you look at it, and like, even over the last month, it's not like anything's changed as far as athletics striking out. They still strike out. A um, little bit more power in the lineup with some of these call-ups, uh, Olsen and Chapman. I, I think Bundy's interesting. If you're playing on DraftKings, like he's 10-8. It depends on how many bats you want to try to get in your lineup. Maybe you take both the pitchers from the next game and you stack this Oakland-Baltimore game. I think that's a viable strategy here on this early slate.
1: Yeah, same here. What about uh, Manaya? Too many righties?
2: He got shelled last time he faced this team. Yeah, like, he's... I remember it It was like a two or three game, like, um, arcade mode slate. And he was the only pitcher that I had interest in. It feels like this is the same exact spot. And he had minus 15 fantasy points.
1: Yeah, he's been really bad his last few starts. 10% strikeout rate in his last six, I believe. So, yeah, he hasn't he's thrown good.
2: over 100 pitches since. Um, july
1: 16th <laughs> yeah oh well, when you're giving up so many hits and you just uh, get pulled early i guess
2: yeah when you just you see stuff like that and you're just wondering like is everything okay with him
1: yeah that's what i always go to as well
2: yeah it's just like because you pull up the game log and you look and the xfip 5.6 22.8 8.1 6.45 3.6 7.3 like we're not even seeing like Numbers that suggest he's pitching good. He's just not pitching good right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. No strikeouts.
2: Um, I I think I'm going to be more inclined to play bats from this game. You know, especially on a site like DraftKings where I got to play two pitchers and then just cross my fingers in the next game for the pitchers.
1: <laughs> yeah, two pitcher uh, slate in this early slate is going to be tough.
2: It is. Um, Oakland bats. What's standing out to you here?
1: Uh, Boog Powell bats lead off again i don't mind him he's pretty cheap uh on pretty much every site uh if matt joyce bats lead off i think you look at him too uh definitely prefer the lefties over the righties in this spot uh, bundy much tougher against righties 25 percent strikeout rate 309 Boba. uh yeah that's about it for me yeah the only other guy i want to mention is
2: chapman the only problem is you know are you going to play chapman or are you going to play machado
1: Yeah, because you can have the salary
2: to play whoever you want pretty much if you're going to, you know, kind of punt pitcher, which pretty much what you're doing on this two-game slate.
1: Yeah, yeah, Machado's expensive, but if you can get him in there, I think you should.
2: All right, let's talk about this Baltimore lineup. You know, a team that we like to pick on with left-handed pitching is Baltimore. Machado and Scope, the only two guys that have really hit left-handed pitching with power this season. What's standing out to you here for Baltimore?
1: Yeah, love both of those guys. Uh, Tim Beckham's just been awesome since coming over to the Orioles. Love him batting leadoff. Uh, you know, the Orioles' biggest struggle against Southpaws has been just they just strike out at such a high rate that they haven't been able to put the ball in play. And with Manaya's struggles against uh, righties and and recently, I think they can uh, really do some damage here, especially in this ballpark. So I don't mind going to Jones or Mancini. Uh, but my top three for sure are Beckham, Machado, and Scope.
2: Yeah, I think you can even throw Adam Jones in there. Like, if you're going to stack it, you know, you play the four man stack. I don't hate that. Um, Beckham, since being traded, like you mentioned, to Baltimore here, he's had 22 plate appearances against lefties. He has a 316 ISO, 472 Woba. So he's done well. We've seen it. Um, you know, he just needed to get out of Tampa, is what, you know, kind of what we're seeing here. Moving on, Milwaukee at San Francisco taking on the Giants. Matt Garza, Matt Moore, nine total. Uh, I'm playing the ballpark is what I'm playing with these pitchers.
1: Yeah, Garza's been so bad.
2: I know.
1: (laughs) So bad lately.
2: It's not like Matt Moore's been any better.
1: Yeah, over his last five starts, so I always do the color-coded tables, and his Sierra strikeout rate, walk rate, ground ball rate, hard contact rate, and soft contact rate are all below the league average over his last five starts. Hey, one of, those, one of
2: those starts was at
1: chorus.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, well, yeah. I trying I didn't even know what to say. Yeah, I mean, no. that's that's true.
2: That's all I got. That's <laughs> all I
1: got.
2: <laughs> um, I think Matt Moore is the ultimate chalk. Two-game slate. Uh, just I think everybody's going to play Matt Moore here.
1: Yeah, I think you have to. Only 7,900 on DraftKings. Uh, Brewers, you know, they do have a lot of righties, but Moore's better at home. He's got that big ballpark behind him. So I think if you're playing the two-pitcher sites in the early slate, you go more and then depending on what bets, uh, if there's good enough value, You can get Bundy. If not, you can take your shot with Garza, I guess.
2: All right, let's talk talk bats in this game. We'll start with the visiting team. Milwaukee against Matt Moore. We just got done talking about him. He's going to be the chalk. We look at this lineup, and, you know, we got four guys that have ISOs, or five guys that have ISOs over 200 against left-handed pitching this season.
1: Yeah, if you want to be contrarian, you can certainly look at uh, the Brewers. You mentioned the five, uh, Santana, Braun, Travis Shaw, Aguiar, and Keon Broxton. So, yeah, I think uh, these guys are interesting. They should all be pretty low-owned. People don't like to take uh, pitcher or hitters against their pitcher. But even if you want to play more, I think you can maybe look at, uh, you know, one or two Brewers' basses to differentiate Ryan up a little bit and hope that, you know, they get a solo shot off him or something.
2: Yeah, Jesus Aguilar would be that guy for me. Like, I don't mind playing more with him. Like, yeah. you know, you're getting, you know, 4K first baseman. You know, I don't see a lot of people doing it against their own pitcher. I, I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, it's a way to differentiate your lineup and uh, yeah, get away with still using more.
2: All right. Like you said, Garza has been terrible. The Giants have zero projected starters with an ice over 200 against right-handed pitching this season. It's just, like – I wanna pick on Garza. Even on a two game slate, I want to pick on him, but just like outside of like Parker, there's just nobody in this lineup that I like to play.
1: Yeah, I'm kinda of with you. Uh you could look at Span, you can look at Parker, Crawford. You know, Garza's been really bad against lefties, especially lately. But like you mentioned, there's just no upside, no power in this lineup. So yeah, it's just an ugly two game slate.
2: All right, I'm really proud we spent that much time on the two-game slate. That is terrible. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the main slate. We're going to cruise here. Dodgers-Pirates, Rich Hill against Trevor Williams. Got to nine total here. Uh, looking at the slate, we don't have a ton of top arms here. Rich Hill gets a right-handed heavy Pirates team. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, he's been really good uh, pretty much the last couple months. Uh, 28% strikeout rate on the season and over his last five starts. Problem with the righties, like you mentioned, they are right-handed heavy, and they strike out at the second lowest rate against South this season. So I don't know if we can expect, you know, 10 strikeouts from Hill, but there aren't a lot of great arms in this slate, so I think you got to look at him. Um, I do like the fact that he should uh, see plenty of run support with Trevor Williams pitching opposite him.
2: Fair. Uh, I think it's fair. You just look at it, and it's just like, you know, are you going to take Kluber against Boston? Um,
1: Severino against Detroit,
2: yeah, Severino against Detroit. Or,
1: oh, I, I know who we're taking.
2: Well, I, I like the fifth guy down, we'll talk about him in a few minutes.
1: It's my man, it's my yeah, dude. I think um,
2: same guy, what?
1: So, I think we're talking about the same guy,
2: yeah. Um, I think Richel's fine in, in a cash game format. I think he's a terrible tournament play, I just don't see a lot of upside here. Rich Hill does have a 30% K rate against right-handed pitching or hitters this season. It's just like there's just no strikeouts here. We said this with Alex Wood like two days ago. No
1: strikeouts in this lineup. Yep. Yeah, they got four guys below 15%. I'm
2: guessing you have zero interest in Trevor Williams against the Dodgers, right?
1: Yeah, I don't play pitchers against the Dodgers. Uh, almost broke that rule the other night with Garrett Cole and uh, I was kicking myself for the first six innings, and then uh, luckily they came through with the big seven. So
2: You look at it, and Trevor Williams, I will say one thing about Trevor Williams this season. He has a 4.5% soft to hard contact ratio, so his soft contact ratio is 4.5% better than his hard contact ratio. Doesn't strike lefties out. He gets ground balls, and he's only allowed four home runs and 51 innings to lefties this season, so – that is the one thing that Trevor Williams has going for him in this spot.
1: Yeah, well, at least there's something. Uh, I'm just yeah, trying this, to be nice to people today. That's <laughs> yeah, no, you're be, you are being nice. <laughs> this total seems kind of high to me with uh, this ballpark and having a chill on the mound. But, yeah, the Dodgers have a pretty high implied total. Uh, Williams has been worse against righties. If you want to look at Taylor, Turner, uh, Puig. I like that Granderson's been hitting uh, clean up. The last few games so yeah i mean dodgers they didn't play but they're probably not gonna be my favorite offense
2: puig has been really sneaky good against righties this season him and steve souza look those two guys have insane numbers against right-handed pitching this season nobody's
1: playing yeah yeah and he's cheap too
2: uh looking at the other side here we we just have to mention like andrew mccutcheon against the lefty 49 iso 523 wova this season he's just been destroying left-handed pitching
1: yeah, he's been awesome. Uh, 5% higher rate or walk rate than strikeout rate. You mentioned the WOBA, the ISO, all good. Um, not a great matchup, but yeah, he's worth the look as a one-off.
2: Just got to mention him. I didn't say yeah. necessarily I wanted to like go out of my way to play him, but Andrew McCutcheon at 3,900 against a lefty is definitely something we need to mention.
1: Sean Rod at 21.
2: Nope, so we're going to move on before we get too crazy here. <laughs> Miami Marlins, Philadelphia Phillies, Justin Nicolino against Mark Leder Jr. No total in this game, and we saw a lot of home runs on Tuesday from these two teams on that doubleheader.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Pitching-wise, not too interested in either one of them. Uh, Home run-friendly ballpark. and Yeah, I mean, Nicolino, 12% strikeout rate this season. Uh, leader has shown some upside, but most of it's been uh, coming out of the bullpen, so yeah, I'm not too interested here. You,
2: zero chance, yeah, yeah, just I'll make it short and sweet. Zero chance. Uh, let's talk bats in this game. We look at it, and leaders actually given up a little bit higher ISO and Woba to righties this season. Um, pretty decent ground ball rate, but we look at probably the hottest hitter in, um, the whole world you know stanton here against the righty that's kind of given up a, a little bit more power to righties in this ballpark i kind of like this three-man of stanton yelich ozuna and i don't mind throwing in like a real muto to make it a four man
1: yeah i love uh formerly known as mike stanton uh 5700 is a lot to pay for him but uh he's just been on fire lately love him i like the idea of the four-man stack with yelich ozuna real muto. uh d gordon he just has no power, but he does have stone base upside. But it is against a lefty. Um, let me check Nicolino's numbers. Yeah, he's not too bad at holding on runners, so Let's probably just, just looking at 2-5 uh, through five here.
2: Yeah, not many lefties are bad at holding on runners. They have such an advantage on holding on, for like, runners on first base.
1: John Lester. I was just about to say outside of John Lester. <laughs>
2: John Lester's problem is he just can't throw the ball to first base. that you know that's his issue.
1: yeah, I don't get it.
2: Hey, man, some things is just some things are just in your head. you know we look at all the statistics we want, and sometimes it's just in their head. Yeah, we look at the Philly side here, Hoskins, man, this guy is really starting to get it going. We've been talking yes. about him on the podcast for like a week and a half. Um, Love this spot for him. And I don't mind Tommy Joseph here, who continues to have good power numbers against left-handed pitching.
1: Yeah, like both of them. Uh Hoskins only thirty eight hundred. Uh Joseph only twenty five hundred on DraftKings. So definitely some good value in this lineup. Uh, you could stack I'm not sure if you want to, but you could stack them for, you know, an average salary of like thirty-five, thirty-six hundred. And uh, pretty much be able to do whatever you want uh, with your pitchers and the rest of your lineup. So I think it's a pretty good spot. Nicolino really bad against righties, a lot of hard contact, uh, basically no strikeout rate. So I kind of like it.
2: It all depends on what lineup we get and like how they position the lineup. In my opinion, if they give us Hoskins, Franco, Joseph together, I think that's a nice little three-man. Don't ever mind Hernandez against lefties, um, but again, you know, there's just not a lot of upside with you know Hernandez. Yep. All right. Moving on. Moving out. Arizona, New York, Zach Godley against Chris Flexen. Nine total. Godley is a minus 156. And everyone that listens to the podcast and that's listened to the podcast all year already knows that Zach Godley is my favorite pitcher on the slate.
1: Yeah, he's got to be.
2: He's just, he's a stud that's not priced like a stud.
1: Yeah, he's been awesome. Uh, you know, league ground ball rate, good strikeout rate. Uh, you know generates a lot of soft and medium contact He gets to face a Mets team that just doesn't look the same after uh, all their trades outside of Conforto There's nearly not anybody here that you know scares me against right-handed pitching Cespedes, you know His numbers are down a little bit this year And you know the bo- their bottom of the lineup is just, you know ready for the picking so I, I really like Godley here and think uh, He'll probably end up being chalky, but I kind of like him
2: yeah, and then like, you know we need to mention that Conforto was scratched on Tuesday. He hurt his thumb um, in the pregame, you know, warm up. So kind of kind of have to see like if it's a serious issue or if he just didn't want to face Patrick Corbin.
1: Yeah, if he's out, then Godley's going to be super chalk, right? Oh, uh, I don't even care. Yeah, no, I'm just saying.
2: No, I agree with you. I just, I just at the end of the day, like he's just my favorite pitcher. He's. Every day, every time I think he's going to be over-owned, he's overlooked every time.
1: Yeah, we can hope. He's pretty, still pretty uh, affordable, too, so I think you just play him. Hopefully the fact that he's on the road will help a little bit.
2: Um, On the other side here, I'm not playing Chris
1: Flexen. Yeah, I mean, he's had good numbers in double-A ball, but he didn't even uh, – didn't even throw a pitch in triple A and he's really struggled in his first five major league starts. So I think you just keep fading him.
2: Yeah, he's struggled with righties and lefties. Four forty two Woba four thirty eight. You know, Woba two fourteen ISO, three oh eight wise ISO. Like that's just not numbers you want to see.
1: Yeah. Uh major leagues are a little bit different than double A ball, I guess.
2: What's really crazy is like his Sierra to lefties too. Like he's he has a 263 Babup and a 6.7 Sierra. It's just insane. Um, Like David Peralta and Jake Lamb.
1: <laughs> yes, love them. Uh, don't mind the stack here either. I always like stacking the weight teams because you're guaranteed those ninth inning at bats. So uh, don't mind going Pollock, Goldschmidt, Martinez uh, with the two lefties up top.
2: Yes. One through five definitely play for me as well. Like that call. I don't see anything for the Mets.
1: Can't pick on uh, our boy.
2: No, I just, you know, I, I don't. I never know the night before how much I'm going to play on the slate. And every once in a while, if I'm, you know, 90, 80% on a guy, I'll make a head stack. But I don't even see myself making a hedge stack here because I just don't see a lot, especially if Conforto's out of lineup.
1: Yeah, I agree. I usually like playing, uh, finding Nemo when he's cheap and batting leadoff, but not against Godley.
2: All right, moving on. Cubs, Reds, Michael Montgomery against Asher Woji. 11 total. um, Yeah, 11 total pretty much sums this game up. Uh, Yeah. I'm guessing
1: you don't like either pitcher, right? No, don't think you can. Uh, Montgomery does have a high ground ball rate, which will help in this ballpark, but. uh, yeah, I don't think you can look at either of these guys.
2: All right, let's talk um Cubs first. They're on the road here. Great American small park. Um kind of disappointed on Tuesday. We jump right back on them here.
1: I mean, they've got eight runs and they're threatening to score again. So
2: Oh, I hadn't checked since I had you know taken a little nap before we got
1: started. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take long. All of a sudden they got eight on the board. Uh, yeah, gotta love them. Uh, how do you say this pitcher's name?
2: I think it's Woji. I, I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I have no idea. Um, <laughs> oh man, this anyway, to be a big inning. Come on, He has a twenty-seven percent ground ball rate this season, uh, and he's pitching in Great American Ballpark against a red-hot offense. Perfect recipe for the Cubs.
2: Yeah, his K numbers are really decent. They were decent in AAA as well. It's just like you said, um, you know, the home runs have been the issue, and you know, in this ballpark against. Schwarber's 254 ISO, Brian's 245, Rizzo's 225, Avilia's 234, haps 273, um, Baez is 201. Like, there's a ton of power in the Cubs lineup. They do strike out a bunch, but there's just too much power to kind of overlook them here.
1: Yep. Yep. Agree completely. Love the stack. Uh, hopefully it won't be too popular, but um, I'm sure it will be.
2: Kind of want Zobras to, you know, sit one more day. Like, whatever scratched him, like, can we get happen in the lineup again? This guy's been really good since being called up.
1: Yeah, he's been a lot better than Zobrist, at least, uh, you know, in the X Woba ISO category, so Everything. I
2: agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hold on. Zobrist strikes out a lot less. There you go. He has that going for him.
1: And he hits um, him like ground balls. <laughs>
2: All right, I was. I, I, I'm trying to be nice to people. I'm trying to be nice. All right, we look at. Um, hey, since,
1: speak. Speaking of hat, bases loaded. He's up.
2: Oh snap! I put him. I got him in my stack right before the slate locked too. So we'll see what happens. Um, we look at the Reds, and they've actually been really good against left-handed pitching this season.
1: They have. They have, and uh, I believe it was really humid in Cincy last night. Uh, if that's the case, that's only going to help these offenses. Uh, Montgomery, pretty good against lefties and righties. Like I mentioned, 58% ground ball rate. Um, but I still think you can look at a few of these hitters. Zach Kozar, an extreme fly ball hitter. I think he's in a really good spot. Adam Duval, uh, Eugenio Suarez, probably my favorite three. You can never count out uh, Votto against a lefty, but hard to pay that price for a lefty-lefty master.
2: Yeah, it's not looking like we're going to get a ton of humidity, but it's looking like we're going to get the wind blowing out again.
1: Or maybe that's what I was thinking of last night.
2: Yeah, it blew out. It was 11 miles an hour, pretty steady uh, on Tuesday, and it's it's saying nine to 11 again tonight.
1: Man, yeah, what a weird night. Padres have 10 runs. <laughs> it's baseball. <laughs> Dude, that is yeah, that is always
2: baseball in a nutshell. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. man, I'm gonna definitely have a lot of Cozart here.
1: Love Cozart.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely Wish it was cheaper to of... put. Oh, in play runs. Let's see what happened here. Um, <laughs> it's the only bad thing about recording the podcast before the night before and your your guys are still going. Um, and then he only gets a single, but whatever, we'll take it. Blue Jays Rays, Marcus Stroman, Austin Pruitt, eight and a half total here. Um, it's it's really close to a pick'em game.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, Stroman, elite ground ball guy. Decent strikeout rate uh, around the league average. But he does get the benefit of facing the Rays who strike out at a really high rate. Uh, If he can keep it on the ground, I think uh, he's in a pretty good spot here. I want to check. They just
2: faced each other. This is the same matchup that just happened in Toronto on the 16th. It just happened. Like um, Six and one-third, six hits allowed, two earned runs, three walks, seven strikeouts, 22.9 DraftKings points.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right for tonight. Uh, yeah, throughout his career, pretty good numbers against the Rays. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that's going to give you 10 strikeouts very often. But I think he's definitely uh, worth a look. Probably more on FanDuel than DraftKings just because his price is so expensive over there. I still prefer Godley straight up. But uh, yeah, I'm fine with Stroman.
2: Um, Yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same. I, I like Stroman more than I like Kluber. I'm saying a
1: lot. That is saying a lot. That is saying a lot. Hot take. Is it a hot take, though? Austin so. just doesn't strike out. Yeah. Kluber's been awesome, though.
2: I know. Kluber is just legit. So, you know, we, how we were just talking about how the Cubs are doing. I've looked up three times in a row, and three times in a row on first pitch, it's been in play runs. Um, <laughs> yeah, all singles. <laughs> and they were all singles. For one run. <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, we'll take them. We'll take them however we can get them. No, no.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. All
2: right. Um, Austin Pruitt, any interest?
1: Uh, yeah, not too interested in him.
2: Oh, he gave up. Oh, he didn't pitch against him That's right.
1: You know how like we he's faced we, them once.
2: You know how we um find out if we like Austin Pruitt or not? If he's pitching. If he throws sliders. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. He does. Oh, okay. He throws his slider 45% to right-handed batters. That's exactly right. what you want against the Blue Jays outside of Morales and
1: Smoke. And the How Rays How did he are,
2: do against them before?
1: The Rays are 4 for 21 against them. The Rays? The Blue, Blue Jays, Jays, obviously.
2: Oh, yeah, that's what I
1: thought. Jeez. So he
2: pitched 2 and 2 thirds out of the bullpen against them. Um and that was the 13th. It was right when he got called up and he was supposed to pitch a the bullpen and then had injuries. About two hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. Or two strikeouts.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Not I don't- too bad. I mean, in AAA uh, last season, he had a 23% strikeout rate. It's a lot higher this season, but uh, he only made four starts. It was up to 35%. So, I mean, he's interesting.
2: If I'm playing multiple teams, I'm just looking really quick, I just kind of glancing down here. He's probably my favorite pitcher under under 6800.
1: Yeah. The fact that this game is basically a pick 'em with Stroman on the mound is pretty good too.
2: Yeah, Vegas um, is starting to understand. Sliders against the Blue Jays is a thing. Like, I, I know Archer didn't do well, like, amazing tonight, but he got so many swinging strikes on the slider. I was watching the game. It was just insane. He just kept throwing it. He's like, you know, hit it. You know, if that's what you want, hit it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was he was good. Uh, only one earned run, 10 strikeouts. Yeah. We'll he
2: take just, that.
1: Got Man. Dude, he gave Cubs up runs, stop. but
2: it was on. Wasn't it – he didn't He strike somebody out, and it was an error or something, if I remember
1: correctly. It was weird. Yeah, I didn't see what it was. I just saw that three of them were unearned.
2: Yeah, I'm that's I'm almost positive that's what happened. It cost them probably an extra inning. But anyway, um, I don't really see a lot as far as bats go in this game. We talked about Stroman having that really high ground ball rate. We talked about um, Pruitt throwing a ton of sliders. Uh, if you want to play anybody here, it's probably Morales and Smoke. Morales is still pretty free on draft games.
1: 2,800. It's free. Yeah. I like him. I like Donaldson as a one-off. He's been swinging the bat really well the last couple weeks. But uh, that's it for me.
2: Sure was. That is what happened. I thought so. He struck out Miguel Montero and he got a pass ball. And then gave up a double, a single, a sack fly, and then he got another strikeout. That's where the runs came from. There you go. Um, Let's move on. Pitchers are both interesting in that Tampa game. Red Sox-Indians, we have an eight total here. Drew Pomerantz against Corey Kluber. Kluber, a minus-185 favorites. Um, Kluber's awesome. Like, don't get me wrong, Kluber's awesome. It's just, can you realistically pay this price tag for a guy that is just going to see limited upside? We saw the same thing kind of happen yesterday with Carrasco. He had six strikeouts. He gave up six earned runs. Now, Kluber's better than six earned runs, but... I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with Kluber here.
1: So first off, speaking of Boston and Cleveland, Kyrie Irving uh, to the Celtics for it Crowder and a first round draft pick. Pretty crazy trade last night. Uh, for Kluber, I'm on board. You like it? I'm on board. Uh, when it comes to elite strikeout pitchers, I tend not to, you know, look at the opposing number or opposing hitters' strikeout rate quite as much as I would with a mediocre pitcher. Uh, he's just been so good over the last, you know, couple months. 37% strikeout rate in his last six with a 4% walk rate. Uh, I get your point that, you know, the Red Sox just drive up the pitch count. They don't strike out a lot. But Kluber's a pretty good strikeout rate against them in the past. And, yeah, I'll, I'll take a hot pitcher over a low strikeout offense any day.
2: No, it's fair. That's what I said. I, I really don't know what I want to do with him. Um you know, you mentioned the Red Sox kind of just work at bats. They have the fourth highest pitch per plate appearance this season. So it's just, I don't know. I really don't know what I want to do with Kluber. Like, because I really like Severino. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But, all right, on the other side of this game, we got Drew Pomerantz. If we are not done talking about Corey Kluber, we are now. Um, <laughs> just for everybody that knows, like, I don't even want to, like, if we, broke in the middle of talking about Corey Kluber. It's because my daughter's smoke detector battery was dying, and it just went off. Scared her, and I had to go change it. So that is why if we weren't done talking about Kluber, we are now. Uh, Drew Pomerantz on the flip side of this game. Any interest here against Cleveland?
1: Not a ton. He's having a pretty good season overall, and he's always really cheap on DraftKings. But I don't really like picking on uh, the Indians that much. Got a lot of power against lefties. Uh, looks like everyone in their lineup, except for Geyer has a 180 ISO against southpaws this season. So not a ton of interest for me.
2: Yeah, unless your name is Doug Fister, then you can just go out and dominate him.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's different, obviously.
2: Stuff like that, it just it just tilts me so much. Um, looking at the bats in this game, Boston. Uh, even though I don't really want to play. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do, Kluber. I really don't. But I don't see myself using any Boston bats.
1: No, I like Kluber quite a bit, so I'll be off of Boston.
2: And realistically, I really don't see myself going out of the way to play any of the Indians bats
1: here either. Yeah, kind of agree with you. has uh, held lefties and righties under 300x. In the last two seasons, pretty good strikeout rate against uh, batters from both sides. So, yeah, kind of with you.
2: All right, let's move on then. All right, we got Yankees, the Tigers, Luis Severino against Jordan Zimmerman. Nine and a half total here. Severino, a massive 207 favorites. Um, we, we've kind of talked about it a lot since the All-Star break. We have a Detroit team that you know kind of shifted in by trading Ophelia. Um, now, realistically, Justin Upton has been the best hitter in this lineup this season. Miguel Cabrera is still... Miguel Cabrera but we look up and down this lineup and there's just not a lot of power this year
1: yeah it definitely looks a lot different now uh Kinsler hasn't been very good against righties this season they're still making a lot of hard contact but uh yeah without Avila in the lineup definitely right-handed heavy and yeah it's something that I think Severino can definitely have success against
2: yeah, you look at Severino's numbers against righties this season. A little bit high of a 350 woba, but uh, that's backed up by a 24.6% strikeout rate. You look at you know your favorite stat. You know you're the you're the x woba guy, and um, you know he has a 254. Oh, that was Tanaka's stats I was looking at. My bad. <laughs> oh, I had the wrong tab open. All right. Um, so Severino against righties this season. I was like, why is it so high? <laughs>
1: I was kind <laughs> saying. That's not what I'm saying.
2: 271 Woba, 28.7% K rate. ISO under 100. The X Woba against righties, 254. The swinging strike rate, 14%. Um, doesn't throw a two seamer, which Detroit is, you know, they they profile really well against two seamers. So it's just a bad matchup for Detroit here. They're going to, they're going to struggle against Severino.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love Severino here. Um, are you taking him over Kluber?
2: I really think I will end up that way. Um, it, it's hard to say that like out loud. <laughs> like, it, like I like I said today, I wrote up um, Carrasco as my fade. It's just it's tough, you know, to pick on Boston just because of the strikeouts.
1: Yeah, and yesterday was a little different just because there were so many good mid range pitchers, but. Uh... Yeah, I think you're going to have to make a decision between those two in a lot of lineups. Uh, for me, I think if Severino's cheaper, like he is on uh, FanDuel, I think you go with him there. DraftKings are a little bit closer, so it's going to be going to be a tough decision.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it is definitely a tough decision when you're looking at it. It's like Kluber Severino. I just look at you know just the numbers, you know, team against team and. Detroit against righties. There's a lot of strikeouts and Severino excels against righties. And you know, the only lefties you're really worried about here is Alex Presley and Victor Martinez.
1: Yep. And you're not worried about them.
2: <laughs> I, I I said it. I said it as I was, you know, kind of trying not to laugh. Um <laughs> you, you know, you look at the other side of this game and it's Jordan Zimmerman against the Yankees. Jordan Zimmerman, um yeah, he's just He's been a little bit better, but he's still not good.
1: Yeah. uh, I don't even know if he's been a little bit better. Uh, Last six stars, Sierra close to six with an 11% strikeout rate. I think the Yankees are going to be super popular here. They scored 13 runs last night. Have an even better matchup tonight. Um, Yeah, don't play Zimmerman.
2: He's only allowed double-digit home runs in two of his last 10. That's the only thing he has. Is that good?
1: Um, Wait, double-digit home runs?
2: Double digits. He's only allowed it twice in the last ten games.
1: So ten home runs?
2: No, I meant double or multi home <laughs> runs. Oh my gosh, I he mean, was giving
1: up ten home runs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, if he's given up 10 home runs <laughs> in two games, we would stack against them every time and just hope you get that 20% um, you know, 10 home run game. <laughs> all right, um, let's talk some bats in this game. We got the Yankees on the road. We like stacking road teams. We like Gardner. We like Hicks. We like Judge. We like Sanchez. We like Dee-Dee. Um, I don't really like Headley or Frazier. Even though Frazier, you know, he's been okay, but that's about it.
1: I like them all. Yeah, if, they, I, if they're in the lineup, him.
2: <laughs> that's fair. Like Hicks coming back to this lineup definitely helps. Like that, that's a big that's a big bump.
1: Yeah, for sure, definitely helps batting second, uh, and he's cheap right now, thirty seven hundred on DraftKings.
2: And I'm guessing you're not playing any of these bats against Severino.
1: No, definitely not.
2: You know, Justin Upton, the only one with an ISO over two hundred, and you know he has a twenty eight point six percent K rate, so. Seattle at Atlanta, we got Erasmo Ramirez. We got R.A. Dickey. We got a 10 total. We got Erasmo Ramirez a minus 124 favorite. We got two pitchers. We're not going to play today.
1: Definitely not. Ramirez struggles against lefties. We know we like lefties in this ballpark. Dickey, I mean, he hasn't been terrible uh, since the All-Star break, but he's not a guy that I'm looking to target anytime soon.
2: Yeah, definitely not not, not touching Dickey here. He had that little stretch where he did very well. Um, and depending on the matchup, he can do well. It's just I don't think this is the matchup that he's going to do well here. So I'm going to pass on Dickey. The 10 yeah. total kind of says it all about this game. Um, let's talk some bats in this game because I do think there's some bats in this game that we could look at, uh, starting with Seattle against Dickey.
1: Yeah, it's always like lefties in this ballpark. Like Alonzo, Cano, Seager, Uh, I'll never say no to Cruz if you want to do a stack. Uh, That's about it for me, though.
2: Yeah, um, that's kind of how I'm going to approach it, too. And then on the Braves, obviously we like Freddie Freeman here against Ramirez, like, you know, top five spot on the slates. Um, Outside of him, I guess you can look at it in Ciarte and Marquecas, but you're not getting a ton of upside. Maybe Ozzy Albies, baby, that guy's been rocking.
1: Yeah, he's been awesome. I uh, wish he was batting a little higher than seventh, but still like him. Uh, Freeman, we should just cross him off of the – or we should, we should just veto him for the home run derby already. already.
2: <laughs> I don't know. There's a couple ones that I'm already seeing that, you know, for the home run derby I like there's some bats. Like I I don't hardly ever do it anymore, but I might make a lineup today just full of the one-off home run plays that I like.
1: Yeah, there's, there's some good spots in,
2: uh, right here. Um, we haven't even got to the next game yet where we're just <laughs> – we could go if you want to. Is there anybody else you want to talk about here from the Braves?
1: Uh, I was just going to mention the catchers, uh, whether it's Flowers or Suzuki, both been uh, pretty good lately, so I don't mind either of those as a cheap catching option.
2: Fair enough. Um, like the call. Let's move on. Washington at Houston. Edwin Jackson against Houston. And Michael Fires against Washington. Nine and a half total here. Michael Fires is a minus 172 favorite.
1: The Vegas hates the Nationals right now.
2: Well, it's fair. I think they just really like Houston against uh, Edwin Jackson.
1: Well, even when, I mean, they were at home against the Angels with like Geo on the mound and they were underdogs. Like the last five or six lines, it looked kind of weird to me. But uh, But yeah, I mean, in this spot, they have to be big favorites. <sighs> yeah, we're not playing Edwin, if you're wondering.
2: We're not playing Edwin. We're not playing Fires either, right?
1: No, uh, he's kind of a streaky guy. He had the nice little streak going there for a while, but he's been really bad in his last six starts. So, Yeah,
2: it's just – I guess, you know, we say we're not playing Fires, but the Washington lineup sometimes over the last – ever since Harper's went down, they've definitely punted some days. If you get a lineup where, you know, you don't see Murphy or Zimmerman or Rendon, you don't see two of those three guys, like, you know, you could definitely look at fires. Like, it would all depend on the lineup, and, you know, we don't have lineups the night before, but, you know, we can say, hey, you need to pay attention and see what the lineup looks like.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they have Deaza batting lead off again, it's not (laughs) a great thing.
2: Oh, man. in in – the Chicago game, because for some reason I still have it up oh, on my phone. Um, Bryant and Rizzo hit back to back pitches. I'm going to see an inner rival, um, inner division you know, fist fight going on here, maybe?
1: <laughs> Are they? <laughs> no, but it would be awesome.
2: All right. Uh, the Washington Bats against Fires, anything really standing out to you here?
1: I'm kind of off of this offense for the most part, unless we see a really good matchup uh fires kind of has some reverse splits if you want to look at zimmerman as a one-off or maybe howie kendrick feedbacks lead off uh but that's about it for me
2: all right let's look at houston um am i wrong by saying everyone
1: no Uh, edmund jackson hasn't been as bad as we want him to be but i still think he's gonna get there i have hope
2: i really have hope that this is just all a fluke and this is the spot he (laughs) gets absolutely destroyed
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping the same thing. We all want him to be bad, and maybe uh, maybe their ownership will down be down a little bit just because he's been decent.
2: Yeah, I just – yeah.
1: Yeah, every, uh, every I, will single have, hitter, I will have and,
2: Houston stack
1: here. Every single hitter in their lineup has at least a 194 ISO against righties. That's good, right? I think that's pretty good.
2: <laughs> oh, I love baseball. Oh, Edwin Jackson's still a big league pitcher. Minnesota at Chicago. We got Irvin Santana against James Shields, 10.5 total. Another reason that, you know, you're probably not going to see a ton of ownership on just one team today is because we just got all these gas cans and, you know, another one here in James Shields.
1: Between this slate and last night's slate, how are there this many bad pitchers in baseball? Because it's August. I mean, it's bad. Like we're
2: just we're seeing this 10 day DL thing used a lot right now for teams that are kinda in playoff positions.
1: Oh, yeah. James Shields not using him. Santana not using him. Although I don't know. White Sox aren't a terrible matchup, but I haven't played Santana much at all this season, so I probably won't start here.
2: Um yeah, I'm not playing Santana. There's just I don't play that guy. There's zero upside with that guy, zero whatsoever. Um, all right, let's talk bats in this game. You know, yesterday we talked about the Twins, um, and we talked about Vargas, Rosario, um, and those are two of the guys that hit home runs. And then we talked about Dozier. Lucas Gioletto actually didn't pitch too bad. He just threw, you know, two or three bad pitches there. So it um, be interesting to see how he plays out the rest of the season. Uh, we're looking at the Twins here. We know we don't have Snow. We know we'll get Kenny's Vargas in the lineup. What's really standing out to you here for the Twins?
1: Yeah, so Shields is an extreme fly ball pitcher with a 35% hard contact rate, generates no soft contact, and a 10% walk rate. So. Oh, and he's giving up a 350 plus x woba to lefties and righties, so you can pretty much play anyone on the Twins. Their lineup doesn't look great right now, but you can still play Dozier, Kepler. Uh, I know you love Maurer. uh Rosario. Yeah, Vargas is back. I like him as well.
2: Rosario one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now, flying really under the radar. Um, he has a 396 ISO, 442 woba over the last 30 days against right-handed pitching. So. Really like Rosario. I talked about him yesterday. He's up to eighteen home runs now. Very sneaky kind of eighteen home runs, and you know, in this spot against Shields, he's a fly ball hitter. Um, so this is this is a great spot for Rosario. Another guy that you know you, you might see in the home run derby here in a little while.
1: And it's a good ballpark for lefties, so I really like that call. Yeah. Well, good. Got to got to
2: find that underowned guy against Shields, right? Kind of has to be Rosario's. Price is up, and you know
1: nobody's playing him. And if Jorge Polanco's batting third again, he's oh, guy that, that was just, that was kind of weird, but he did hit a home run. Yeah, his sixth of the season.
2: I think Joe Mauer has the same amount.
1: Maybe you <laughs> love uh, Joe Mauer.
2: I do. I love Joe Mauer. I don't like him for fantasy, but he's a hell of an athlete, that's for sure. Um. Irvin Santana here. You know, I've been playing Delmonico just about every day. Moncada, um, like those two guys, but outside of that, you know, we want we want Jose Breyer against flyball guys and, you know, pretty neutral splits for Irvin Santana.
1: Yeah, he's, Santana's not really a guy I like to pick on that much. While we do make fun of him, uh, probably more often than we should, uh, he is pretty good against lefties and righties. But um, yeah, Moncada, Delmonico, I think they're both fine. Uh, and that's about it.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why this game has a 10.5 total. Uh, well, I
1: mean, the Twins will score 9. All right. Well, uh, there you go. Fair
2: enough. All right. Moving on, we got San Diego at St. Louis. Chassine against Luke Weaver. Um, man, correct me if I'm wrong, but Justine might actually be in play here.
1: Yeah, he's very good against righties, and he's going to get a right-handed heavy Cardinals lineup. I don't like to pick on them as much as uh, you and Siege do, but I could I could see the point.
2: I haven't picked on the Cardinals lately, like probably in the last month or so. But just looking at this slate, like we don't really have a lot of mid tier cheap pitchers, and he's sixty five hundred. I don't know. It's probably between him and Pruitt. Like I think those two guys are both interesting. I guess Luke Weaver on the other side of this game is pretty interesting too. I don't know. Like, Chasin, if he gets six righties here, like, his numbers against righties this season 23% K rate, 264 Woba, 2.4% uh, 2. soft to hard contact ratio. Like, you know, the numbers are great.
1: Yeah, there's definitely an argument to be made. I think for me, I'd rather have Pruitt or uh, even Weaver. You know, he's been pretty good in the minors this season, and uh, he's actually been pretty good in the majors as well. Just needs to work on his walk rate a little bit. But yeah, I mean I'd rather target the Padres and the Cardinals, I think.
2: Yeah, it's that's super fair. Uh Luke Weaver, a the land Florida boy, my hometown. Nice. Um I don't see any bats in this game. I think both the pitchers are in play. Um you know, Colton One's been swinging a good bat. He's getting Chassine here. That you know, that might be a play, but you know, he's gonna be down in that seven order at home. So you know you always risk the you potential of only getting three at bats.
1: Yeah, I'm always okay with Matt Carpenter when he's cheap. He's only thirty seven hundred. Uh Colton Wong, like you mentioned, that's about it for me though.
2: I guess Colton Wong's not cheap anymore either. DraftKings finally mean, caught up yeah. to the production.
1: Yeah. Dexter Fowler's too expensive. Don't want to play the righties.
2: Yeah, definitely don't want to play the righties. All right. Rockies, Royals Sensitella against Kennedy, nine and a half total here. Um, you know, I talked about this yesterday. The Rockies, number one team Woba when they're at home, twenty-eighth team Woba one on the road. But I just don't think that Ian Kennedy is the guy that I want to you know pitch against the Rockies here.
1: Yeah. Uh definitely. I mean, we do like this target at my home in this big ballpark, and the Rockies do struggle away from cores a little bit. I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. It's always
2: scary to think about Ian Kennedy as a potential option. Um I can't go there. Sensatella on the other side of this game.
1: Dude, he's only fifty nine hundred though. That's
2: Ian Kennedy is? Yeah. Oh man, we were just talking about how the bottom range kind of stinks. That's cheap. Um, yeah, it's cheap. We know he has the upside to get you that like seven K game. I don't know. Maybe he's more interesting than I originally thought. I have to look into the batterball profile, but yeah. Sensitella. On the flip side, here we know the Royals um, really back to their old ways of not striking out a lot.
1: Um, what do we do here with Sensitella? We're not playing him, right? Yeah, I don't think you can play him. Just the Royals just tough on uh, strikeouts. So I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to stack him either. By the way, like. Yeah, whenever the roles are on the schedule, I rarely play them, but I rarely play pitchers against them either.
2: Um, all right, so let's talk bats in this game. If you're playing somebody, you're probably playing um, Charlie Blackman, right?
1: Yes, uh, definitely a good spot for Blackman. And Kennedy's uh, an extreme fly ball guy that gives up a ton of home runs, so Blackman Arenado, both definitely worth a look as one-offs. Uh, maybe Mark Reynolds, but he's a little bit more expensive than I'd like him to see. On the other side, uh, I just don't play the Royals that much. What about you? I play Mustakis. That's about it. Which is fair.
2: Uh, that's you know, we get a pretty pretty high ground ball rate guy, fly ball guy, going to create some line drives. So I don't mind Mustakis as a one off. Probably more of a late slate play. Yeah, maybe Salvi. Yeah, he's back. I keep forgetting he's back. Um, don't ever hate Salvador Perez at catcher. You know, he's one of the catchers in baseball that can actually
1: get you some upside. Yep, and one of the few that bats in a good spot.
2: Yep. All right, last game of the night: Rangers Angels. Andrew Kashner against Andrew Heaney. Nine and a half total here. Heaney, a minus one forty-five favorite in his second start of the season.
1: So was Heaney the guy that was on the Marlins? Yeah, it was uh, Florida Gator what I thought. Okay. Let me pull up his numbers real quick. Um, for Kaschner, definitely not playing him. I wouldn't even play him if there were nine righties in the Angels lineup. There's obviously not going to be, but he just doesn't have the strikeout upside uh 12% on the season. Uh Yeah. What, what's your interest in Haney?
2: I like lefties against the Texas Rangers. I know it didn't work out with Tyler Skaggs the other day. Like I would still play Skaggs, you know, 10 out of 10 times in that spot. Like –
1: Yep, I played him too.
2: Like, realistically, I probably won't play Heaney today because if I'm going down that far, it's probably looking at, like, we mentioned Pruitt, we mentioned Kennedy, we mentioned Chassene, we mentioned Luke Weaver. I don't really think I'm going to need to go all the way down to Heaney and take that risk. That ballpark's great. The Rangers definitely strike out a bunch against left-handed pitching. It's just I don't think we're going to have to go there today.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with you. He's still kind of working his way back from an elbow injury. It looks like uh, only made three AAA starts, and then uh, he's only made one major league start. So, yeah, I kind of I just can take a wait and see approach. The Rangers do have some upside in their lineup. Uh, yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like you look at it, and I don't want to. Uh, all right, I'll say this. I don't know. I guess Beltre. Trying to look and see, like, talking bats from the Rangers. I just don't see a lot here outside of Beltre.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with you. 13 games slate. Don't really want to target guys in bad ballparks. Don't really know what to expect from Haney, but I don't think we would necessarily need to target guys against him either. So it's probably just Beltre, maybe two. Trinos, too. You know, we always forget about him as a catcher option. Anytime he faces a lefty, he's in play. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of overlook him too much because he's always batting ninth. But uh, yeah, he's been, he's been really good.
2: You're going to get him on the road, though. So that definitely helps the batting order position. Yes. All right. Um, you know, Cashner here. Mike Trout firmly in play. But I'm definitely not playing any of the righties. You know, we mentioned. Cashner doesn't have a lot of upside, but he's allowed four home runs in 63 innings. He has a 60 percent ground ball rate against righties this season. Doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. Like, can't play any of these other righties outside of Trout. Like, and I don't think that I'll pay up for Trout on this slate.
1: Yeah, don't think you can play uh, any of the righties besides Trout, like mentioned. I think you can look at Calhoun. He hasn't been good this season, but he's so cheap. Cashner's so bad against lefties. Uh, we might get Ben Revere, bad leadoff, or something like that. Uh, Val Buena is really cheap. I think for me, it's just going to have to wait and see what the lineup looks like, see where the lefties are actually uh, hidden in the lineup.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then, like, you know, just to kind of put it in comparison, like Stanton's 57, Trout's 56. I'm paying the extra 100 bucks for Stanton.
1: Yeah, me too.
2: All right. That's, man, all the games done. Uh, fire alarm check. Um, <laughs> let's, let's play some home run derby and, you know, get some fire going here, and I'll let you go first.
1: All right, I'm always so prepared for this portion of the show.
2: There's a bunch of them today, though. There's a bunch of home runs today. Like I have, like, but besides my stacks, I have four stacks that I wrote down that I really like, and then I have one, two, probably twenty one-off home run plays that I liked as we were going.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe I just need to make notes. That's what I need to do. I,
2: I, man, I beginning of the season I was really bad about taking notes, but. A guy won a, a tournament on one of the one of the stacks I like with the one-offs that I like. And I was like, all right, I got to take notes because I totally forgot about that stack.
1: All right. Well, I'll start in Cincinnati. Start with an easy one. Uh, I won't take the chalk and go Bryant Rizzo, but I'll go Kyle Schwarber. All right.
2: Since you didn't go that chalk, I'll let you have it. I'm going to go Stanton. No, Vita. <laughs> all right. Um I just wanted to get that out of there. I'm going to take Rosario. We talked about him. And then I'm going to take Hoskins.
1: Ooh, I like both of those.
2: Yeah. You know, I want to get the chalk out of there. I didn't want you to, I didn't want to have to use my veto on Stanton.
1: All right. All right, uh, I'll get my veto out of the way and go Freddie Freeman. Veto. All right. Then I'll go, let's go Yonder Alonzo. I I like that. Got to go two in a row. Yep. Got to bring it back. (laughs) Yeah, when we played this game during NBA, I was always way behind too. Yeah. Yeah, you were. (laughs) Not as bad as
2: SBK, but yeah.
1: Uh, nobody's that bad. That's yeah, true.
2: We made fun of him. We stopped doing the podcast with us. We make fun of him all we want.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll go George Springer against Edwin Jackson. All right.
2: I'm going to go back to Miami and take Ozuna because I really like the spot and um, really like that game. Man, that's actually a really interesting game stack. I know we talk about all these games. We don't have a total in that game yet, but that game is actually really interesting.
1: Yeah, it is, and I think it will get overlooked just because there are so many high totals like the Yankees-Cubs. The teams blend well together, too. You know, if you're looking to, like, make a game stack out of
2: it, they blend really well together. Make myself a note to make sure I do that really quick. Miami, Philly, game stack. (laughs) All right, my friend. Well, I am glad that after, um, you know, three years, we're able to do a podcast together again. Um, Any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: uh no i'm excited for nfl to start uh pga fedex cup championship starts this week uh if you guys want to play some golf make sure to check out my content and yeah hopefully be back next week if you don't uh, fall asleep again
2: no no but i like you know this earlier start time <laughs> um who wins the golf tournament this weekend
1: uh dustin johnson
2: no course history right
1: no course history uh first time they played at glen oaks but uh Yeah, the superintendent was from Augusta National where the Masters was played, and then he's also from Bethpage Black where last year's uh, Barclays was played. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's a long course. Uh, Target the Bombers pretty much, yeah.
2: All right, fair enough. Dustin Johnson, when it comes to the Bombers, um, definitely in on that. So, all right, that's going to get out of here. That's going to do it for the podcast today. Like, Like Notorious said, if you want PGA product, make sure you head on over to The premium product here at Rotor Grinder is a special price going on right now. You can get the premium product for all sports at a discounted rate for the annual price. So make sure you guys jump on that. Um, Good luck in your contest tonight, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.
0: Hey, what's up, Roto-Grinders? Chris Cimino here, and it's time for you to get an edge on your DFS competition with our daily ownership projections for DraftKings and Fan. available now to our premium subscribers. We're constantly evaluating our projections and updating all the way up through lineup lock to ensure you have the best possible information in crunch time. Our team covers NFL, NBA, MLB, and PGA for all main slate action. If you don't have this, you are missing out. Subscribe to Roto-Grinders Premium today to get access to our premium ownership projections and to our award-winning premium content.